lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show. Live and on demand here on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. I am Steve Dace. Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre are here with me as well. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. You can also find clips of this program to share and sample at youtube.com slash stevedace. youtube.com slash stevedace. Our good friend, Bob Vanderplotz will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour. And I want to get Bob's reaction to a Twitter thread that somebody who's been a guest on this show a couple of times in the last year, Matthew Peterson over at the Claremont Institute, put out over the weekend on how life could be different post-coronavirus. We're going to get into that at the bottom of the hour. Also, next hour is our Monday town hall. And we're going to open up the phone lines and find out what you think including the results of a Twitter poll that I posted over the weekend on where people believe this story is going to be a week from now. So we'll get to your phone calls coming up in the next hour of the show. But before we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by quarantines and lockdowns. The United States' first full weekend under a national emergency due to the Wuhan coronavirus was something. The so-called social distancing, which the Centers for Disease Control and other leaders have advocated for, was largely ignored in nightlife districts like Bourbon Street in New Orleans, where police could be seen clearing off crowds at points over the weekend. Both New York City and Los Angeles have now been placed on basic lockdown with restaurants, bars, and cafes closed down with few exceptions. In Georgia, a person was reportedly stabbed with a broken wine bottle over a case of water at a Sam Club. In Illinois, the city of Champaign's city council granted emergency powers to the chancellor uh, mayor, which allows her to ban the sales of firearms and tobacco, despite the fact that no cases of the virus have been confirmed in that city. The CDC is recommending no congregations of more than 50 people for the next eight weeks nationwide. Despite that, a joint statement by election officials in Arizona, Florida, Illinois, and Ohio released over the weekend shows that those states are planning on going ahead with their primary contests saying, quote, unlike concerts, sporting events, or other mass gatherings where large groups of people travel long distances to congregate in a confined space for an extended period of time, polling locations see people from a nearby community coming into and out of the building for a short duration, end quote. Louisiana has postponed its primary to this summer. Late last night, the U.S. Health and Human Services Department suffered a cyber attack on its computer systems. According to the National Security Council, it appeared the hack was intended to slow agencies' systems down. The Federal Reserve cut interest rates to zero and launched a monetary stimulus plan aimed at stemming the economic ramifications of the coronavirus. The Dow Jones started trading today over 2,000 points lower. According to the latest numbers from Johns Hopkins, there have been almost 3,800 confirmed cases of the Wuhan coronavirus in the United States with 69 deaths. Moving on, the Wuhan coronavirus didn't stop two elderly gentlemen from debating last night. I don't want to get this into a back and forth in terms of our politics here. What do you say to the American people who are confronting this new reality? First of all, my heart goes out to those... 
The rest of the debate was basically two old guys yelling at each other. You get rid of the nine super PACs you have? I don't have nine super I don't have any super PACs. You want me to list them? No, yeah, you go ahead and list them. Okay, come on, give me a break. Sanders and Biden also agreed that the military is a good way to stop the spread of the virus. Answer is I would call out the military. Okay. Now, they have the capacity to provide this surge help that hospitals need and that is needed across the nation. Joe Biden also made this announcement. I'll appoint the first black woman to the courts. It's required that they have representation now. It's long overdue. Secondly, if I'm elected president, my, my cabinet, my administration will look like the country. And I commit that I will, in fact, appoint a, I'll pick a woman to be vice president. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, does Joe Biden know what a woman is or what today is or what anything is? Joe Biden sabe que es una mujer, o que es hoy, o que es algo. In other news, the man who came within a few thousand votes of becoming Florida's governor, Andrew Gillum, was caught late last week in a Miami hotel with a gay male escort who had overdosed on meth. Gillum later stated that since his failed gubernatorial bid, he'd become dependent on alcohol. And finally, last year, for those of you listening, the man we're watching on screen lost his 16-year-old son in a car wreck. He donated his son's organs, including his heart. Recently, the recipient of this man's son's heart sent a gift to the man, a teddy bear, which plays the recording of his son's heartbeat. And that's what happened while we were away. Here's Montage brought to you by Ashford University. We all have an idea of what our dream job looks like, but someone isn't going to just hand it to you. Odds are you'll need at least a bachelor's degree to make that dream a reality. And I know it's hard to go back to school while you're working. And good news is online classes are all the rage right now. Uh, So that's why you're going to love Ashford University. They're convenient and flexible. Their online bachelor's and master's degree programs allow you to learn at your own pace. You can study wherever you're the most comfortable learning. You can even take one course at a time. No standardized tests are required um, in order uh, to enroll at Ashford University. And they're fully accredited by the WASC Senior College and University Commission. My wife has been taking uh, in her particular specialty uh, online classes to finish her second master's the last couple of years. And it's not easy, but it does make it more convenient with all the other responsibilities she has uh, as a wife and a mom, etc. So you can do it too. Get on the road to earning your degree and making your dream job a reality. Enroll now by going to ashford.edu slash Steve. Ashford.edu slash Steve. You've got you got nothing but time now. Right. Might as well go ahead and get that degree so that whenever this ends, you're ready to take back what's yours and take advantage of uh, what will likely be some form of an economic bounce back. Ashford edu ashford.edu slash Steve. So um, we're going to we're going to discuss the Democratic debate in the overtime uh, later today. And you, what you saw on the stage last night, there, there isn't a moderate in this race. Even some in conservative media are making a deal of Joe Biden saying Medicare for all would not help with this current crisis, but is is actually making it worse in places like Italy and and making it look like he has the moderate position on this. Keep in mind, he was in the administration that destabilized America's private health care insurance industry via Obamacare. 
and set the stage for a lot of people to consider Medicare for all when 10 years ago, uh, five, before Obamacare, you'd have been laughed off the political stage for suggesting that. Only Bernie Sanders was talking about it. So no, there, there isn't a moderate on that stage. And Joe Biden went along with every other crazed left-wing scheme that the American left is fantasizing about as we speak. But we'll get into all of that later today with the overtime at blazetv.com slash dace if you are a subscriber. blazetv.com slash dace. So since we last spoke on Friday, much has happened with this virus, but not much has changed. Not, not much is new. And we're being asked to make a lot of preemptive sacrifices on very little information. If you live in the Pacific Northwest right now, you can go across the border and watch Chinese nationals fly into the Vancouver airport in Canada by the plane load. But if you live on the American side of the border, you're a criminal for taking your family out to, out to Applebee's. Does, does that make any sense to anybody? It doesn't make any sense to me. And the more that this has gone on the last few days, frankly, the less sense this is making to me. And we're at the stage now, uh, you have to understand, your demagoguery will not work on me. You'll have to just fire me, get rid of me, ban me. You cannot shame me on that level. I'm unshameable. Demag I, am, I am immune to demagoguery. I was raised by a bully demagogue. I've seen it, heard it all. You cannot intimidate me with it. Your virtue signaling demagoguery will have zero impact on me. It had zero impact on me when I didn't want to vote for Donald Trump four years ago. It'll have, it's had zero impact on me since when then the cult went the other way and said that, uh, you know, never Trump then became a cult. I eject. Nope. And your, your lack of critical thinking demagoguery will have negative integer impact on me now. And the fact that I am being demagogued for asking questions I don't know what the answers are. One of the reasons we ask questions, and, and I'm trying to be fair because I'm pretty honest that you know, one of the argumentation ta tactics I've used in the past is using questions to deconstruct what I think is a false premise. And, and so I can understand if, if, if there's a good portion of you that think every time I ask a question, that's what I'm trying to do. I, I don't know what's going on. I'm asking questions because the math doesn't add up. And I'm hoping somebody, there's wisdom in a multitude of counsel. That's one of the reasons I'm going to open up the phone lines next hour. I'm hoping you can help me make the math work. Because Italy is supposedly the hot zone in the world for this right now. And as of when I went to bed last night, updated numbers, 0. 0.0000, that's four zeros. 0.00006157 of its population had perished as a result of this pandemic. The whole country's on lockdown. It doesn't make any sense. I actually think, is it Dr. Fauci? Is that his name? I always Fauci. mispronounce it. Yeah. I want to make sure I get it right. I actually, I, I don't know when the last time I've said this was, but I'd like to defend CNN for a second. 
Because I think it's a perfectly reasonable question to ask. Why are you stepping up to the microphone that Donald Trump was just spitting in and, and, and everybody else was and talking into it? Well, right? Aren't, aren't the rest of us being told, uh, you know, six degrees of separation everywhere you go? And you're the one that's actually the most respected voice in this entire matter at the moment. And some of you are going to get upset at me for criticizing him, which is exactly why I'm going to do it. All right. The minute you guys tell me, even if I'm not sure I'm right, you need to understand this. The minute you come at me and try to shut down any form of critical thinking, I'm going to oppose you. I don't care the jersey. I don't care the language. I don't care the ideology. I don't care the belief system. And you can throw all the Bible verses at me out of context you want. It isn't going to work. The minute you come at me and, and say certain things are just not for permitted to say or ask, that's exactly what I'm going to say and ask. I think it's a perfectly legitimate question. If the rest of us are being told, don't go visit your grandparents in the nursing home. Trump's older than most of your grandparents. He's up there breathing into a live mic. And Dr. Fauci's got no, and, they're, and they have to touch it every single time, right? Because he's like six inches shorter yeah. than him. And everybody else speaks into it too. Nobody's like wiping it down in between. I, you guys are the ones telling us we have to do this. And then when we ask you why you're not doing it, suddenly we're the worst people in the world. Does that make any sense? Nope. His response was actually, quote, let's get real. That, well, that was his I've professional been, opinion I've been, on that. I've been trying to get real for the last week. And the longer this goes on, you the fewer answers people. were given. Yeah. And, 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 and that just won't work on me on any level. It just won't. Right. It, it, I don't care about ratios. I, I don't care about any of that. I just told a woman who said, I only think you're being obtuse about this because you're upset there's sports cancellations. I, you know, I, I didn't tweet on my sports accounts like all weekend long. It was the last thing actually on my mind. I, I, you know what I did all weekend? I worked with my family to sanitize every floor of our home all weekend long. Made sure we had enough food for 30 days if they shut everything down. Called and checked on my mom who's elderly and has a low immune system. That's what I did all weekend long. That's what I did. I barely, I almost forgot yesterday was supposed to be Selection Sunday. I told this woman, if you really believe that, that I am so shallow as to question things on the basis of sports cancellations, go find another program where you think the host is a well-adjusted adult. This, it, I'm not for you. The last few days, when, when I've been on my own, man, I have been like Mother Abigail in the stand. Just like on my own prayerful dialogue, me and the Lord, man, like one-on-one. -on -one. I hope he's listening. I'm just like throwing stuff at him because it doesn't make any sense to me. Now, I, I need to be honest about this too, though, and be self-aware. In the last year, I have been informationally radicalized, not ideologically radicalized. Most people already think my ideology is radical anyway. And I think some of you who, who got attracted to this show because I didn't want to jump on the Trump cult four years ago, maybe you, you, you were given misinformation that, that my unwillingness to jump on that was because um, of you know, his, his immigration and border policy. No, no, my hesitation was I didn't think he'd actually follow through with that stuff. I, I was okay with all the crazy stuff Donald Trump was saying and been saying it myself for years. I just didn't think he meant it and was just taking advantage of desperate people. That was why I joined up. I made that very clear the whole time. And I think some of you are now being reminded that I am actually that crazy Christian conservative your atheist college professor warned you about. I am that person. 
and I always have been. But unfortunately, in recent years, I have, well, always have been since I started doing this for a living, I should say. Um, unfortunately, in recent years, there's been so much BS that I've had to call on people that I've, I've rarely had a time to let my freak flag fly, okay? Because there's just, the BS is, is, is omnipresent. And there's a lot of BS right now. You're a, you're a, a corona truther for asking questions. CDC, with no evidence, no testimony, just their conclusions, now wants us to essentially shut the country down another eight weeks. You know, I, I didn't think there was any chance Joe Biden with dementia could be elected president of the United States. Shut the country down for a nut, for basically an entire financial quarter, and not and and if it, and if you don't have a massive health crisis, yeah, I mean Joe Biden can have cholera; he'll get elected if you screw people on that level. So you better be right. Better start asking some questions. These are people's livelihoods, weddings, marriages, graduations, the things that make life worth living in the first place. We're not merely organisms. We're beings with souls. We live for a purpose, not to check a box. We're here for more than the exchanging of oxygen for carbon monoxide or dioxide, whatever the hell it is. There's more of a purpose to our lives on this ecosphere. So you're going to tell us we're going to get rid of all of nearly all of those purposes. You better be right. And when you tell me, when I start asking questions, if, if I wasn't taking this seriously, I wouldn't have had my family spend six hours sanitizing our house over the weekend. But we did. And because you know what? If I, take this, if I take the warning seriously, all I did was just, I cleaned my house. That's the worst case scenario. If I take the warning seriously, all I did was buy groceries that I was going to use anyway a few weeks before I needed them. I told you last week, don't be a fool. I know some of you cannot walk and chew gum at the same time. So this isn't about the precautions. This is about the bigger picture now that I'm addressing. When you tell me we cannot question that bigger picture, and if we do, I'm a virus truther. Um, I hate old people. I, that may work on other people. It will never work on me. You'll have to ban me, fire me. That stuff, I, I, don't, I don't care. I, I was called every name in the book before my 10th birthday by the guy who raised me. There is nothing you can say. Nothing. I'm, in, I'm invulnerable to your demagoguery. But try it anyway. I don't care. And what I've decided here, and I haven't even said this to Todd and Aaron, so they're going to hear this for the first time, along with the rest of you. Because what's, what's driven my prayerful, ongoing dialogue the last few days is how to be responsible with this platform. I mean, I was just in the corner stall in the men's room praying that five minutes before we went on the air. And the only, the only peace I get in this prayerful dialogue is, is when I start asking questions. That's the only place I seem to find peace. So you know what I'm going to keep doing? I'm going to keep asking questions. 20 years ago, I was ruled by fear, unconverted, coming out of an abusive household with, a, with an abusive father. And I was driving for Airborne Express during one of the worst winters in Michigan, West Michigan history. I was driving for them over Christmas break. For some money rear view rear wheel drive minivans on icy roads in rural michigan sliding all over the place 
And and when when you lose your footing, when 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 the structure underneath you gives when you're driving and you start swerving, our instinct because of because in our natural state we are passive aggressive, bullies or conflict avoiders, right? We that we we go from one extreme to the other. So the instinct when you begin to, to, to spin out is to do what? Turn away from the spin out. Go the other way. Get away from it. I did that. I nearly flipped my van, almost killed myself, and ended up 10 feet over an embankment on the side of the road because we went airborne on Airborne Express, ironically enough. Luckily, the van landed on its tires and not on its side or flipped over. Might have killed me. When the cop and the and the in the in the, the uh, fire department pulled me out of the vehicle, made sure I was okay. He said to me, "Hey, didn't they ever teach you to turn into turn into the swerve so you don't fishtail?" I learned that lesson the rest of my life. The things I fear, I intrins, I instinctively from that point forward go and do. They told me at the Des Moines Register that I I, I couldn't just do my own assignment. I had to wait my turn. I had to follow protocol. See what I said? Screw that noise. Did my own assignment, turned it in, and that's how my media career began. I, I didn't go with what they told me to do. I just did what I thought was right and was willing to accept the consequences. This is not a time for the narrowing of the Overton window. This is the time for expanding it. We do not need less a diversity of opinion right now, but more. We don't need fewer questions, but more. And my goodness, for the first time since this in, in several years, I watched an entire White House press briefing on Friday. They're terrible. The questions are terrible. A guy literally asked, can you explain why this seems to target senior citizens? We're really asking why... People with weakened immune systems are more susceptible to viral outbreaks. That's a, that's a question we're wasting. Got up and asked a question. Are, you know, can't you admit Obama was a better president than you? My goodness, if all I did was watch these, if, if Trump did these White House press briefings every day and I just watched these, I'd have a Trump uh, back tat right now. Like a redneck's got a Trump a tat of his mom on his back. I'd have, a, I'd have a Trump tat on my back right now. I couldn't believe how terrible it was. You learned nothing from their questions. Nothing. No, no, no. I, I, think, I think there were rampant rumors in Washington last night that a national curfew and a quarantine was coming. I know because friends of mine that work in Washington and are in the U.S. Congress texted them to me last night. Hey, these rumors are everywhere. Lo and behold, we find out the next morning the National Institute of Health got hacked and one of the messages it put out there was there's a quarantine is coming. So, of course, the answer, that's where the rumor started. Do the math. So, of course, the answer to this is, I think clearly it's obvious. What we need is more, more seeding of our own autonomy and personal sovereignty to an all-powerful government colossus. It has served us so well as we speak. More. Give me more of that. Mark my words, when they do mass testing, you're going to find all kinds of people have this virus. Mark my words. I'll go on record with that right now. Book it. And it probably had it a lot longer than the 1st of February. I, I am 
we're going to let you think on this show. We're going to let you ask. We're going to let you question. Doesn't mean we'll agree. And, and you don't have to agree with us. I, 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 don't, I don't require people to agree with me. I don't. I'm a sola scriptura evangelical. And every book I have written the last four or five years, every column I have written the last four or five years, I have not published without the Catholic that sits next to me here signing off on it and fact-checking it first. Is that true? That's true. I don't need everybody to agree with me all the time. But when you tell me that we cannot question things and that if we do, the answer is demagoguery, well, when you throw a rock into a pack of dogs, the one that yelped is the one you hit. And I don't care about looking smart. I don't care about virtue signaling. Well, I'm not like one of those other crazy. I don't care about any of that crap. Never have, never will. That's all a shell game. I, I my, one of my relatives texted me, hey, the president's about to speak. We were in the middle of, of sanitizing the house on Saturday. We turned the TV on, turned it on Fox to watch the press conference and they're running a lower third on Fox. 2,200 coronavirus cases, 50 dead, no context to it at all. I tweeted out, I'll, I'll, I'll say it because most people in my industry won't because Fox is the end of the yellow brick road. That's where everybody wants to go. I'm blacklisted, so I don't care. That's total BS by Fox News and irresponsible for them to do that. When, when you're suffering from pancreatic cancer, the survival rate of other people with pancreatic cancer is relevant. But pancreatic cancer is not a pandemic. This is. So it really comes down to what's the mortality rate compared to the population as a whole. And to throw out there 22, with no context, and just leave it up there the whole time. When, by the way, 30 of those 50 deaths came from one nursing home in Washington State. Did you know that? Who the hell needs CNN and MSNBC? We've got Fox News doing that. Not to mention the average Fox News viewer, 68 years old. Right around the prime demographic that this virus supposedly hurts the most. And you're feeding that level of panic. Totally irresponsible, man. Totally. None of this adds up in my view. In fact, the last few days have been more of a thought exercise and how pliable we are to just handing over our liberty for statism at the first sign of something we cannot control in our own, at our own kitchen table. Oh no, my kids are going to be sent home. I might have to take, adva- I might have to take responsibility for their education and, and find out what they've been doing all day from 8 a.m. to 4 o'clock all day long up there at the government learning center. That's the end of society as we know it. What will we do? Please pray. My kids are at home. I'm willing to die on this hill. I'm, I'm willing to die on it. Because something smells rotten in the state of Denmark, Hamlet. Something about this isn't right. The numbers don't add up. And the only way I'm being, I'm being countermanded is with demagoguery. Well, forgive me. I've been on MSNBC 50 times. I've, already, I've heard it all. I've heard all the demagoguery you could imagine. I'm going to need a little bit more than that. So we're not going to lessen the Overton window on this show. We're going to 
break it. And just let the free air in. In fact, we're not even going to put a screen on the window. You hate old people, Steve. Yeah, I, 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 good, go for it. If, if because it, it, you know what, if it's if these extraordinary, if these require extraordinary measures, then it requires an extraordinary amount of dialogue in the public square as well. As far as I am concerned, so I'm not going to turn away from the fishtail. I'm going to turn into it. The Christian worldview is not about suffering avoidance. It's about suffering perseverance. The only way out is through. And so here, we're going to ask those questions. And if you've got really good answers, I was just talking to a friend of mine who works very closely with the White House on my way in today. And when he answered the phone, you know what I asked him? Tell me what I don't know. When we ended the phone call, you know what I told him? Do me a favor. If you know something that, 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 what, what, that I don't know, tell me. I don't, want to be, I don't want to be wrong. But if you want to prove me wrong, I'm going to need more than you hate old people. You're a virus truther. Why aren't you one of the cool kids who will get invited to speak at CPAC next year like me? Where they all got coronavirus, apparently. No, I'm going I'm to need more than that because I already know. I'm not one of the cool kids. Well, similar to what happens with our human food, dry dog food is stripped of all of its living organisms as well so that it can have a long upwards of two to three year shelf life for mass consumption. So manufacturers take out all that uh, healthy microbacteria, all those prebiotics and probiotics that our pets need to thrive, just like it's gone from our food and we need to take supplements to put it back into our daily regimen. Same thing goes for our pets. And that's where Rough Greens VitaSmart comes in. Now, this is not a dog food. It's a supplement to make your dog food even better and it apparently tastes great don't take my word for it but our dog cap absolutely loves this stuff and inhales it when it gets mixed in with his food dish each and every day so if you want to put the stuff back into your dog's food that is missing so your dog can continue to thrive take the rough greens 14 day jump start challenge right now for just 14.95 and see the difference in your puppy all right if, if you want to do this roughgreens.com that's r-u-f-f roughgreens.com slash blaze that's where you go, roughgreens.com slash blaze. Let's welcome in our good friend, Bob Vanderplatz, and the family leader who joins us each Monday at this time. Good to see you, brother. How are you? Doing really well. How are you doing, Steve? Uh, could be a little better, but I could be a lot worse. Bob, I saw an interesting tweet thread over the weekend from a gentleman who's been a guest on this show a few times, Matthew Peterson over at the Claremont Institute, about what life in America may look like on the other side of whatever this current thing that is happening is, where it's a pandemic, but apparently you can still go vote in mass con- quantities in all of these states tomorrow. But now New Jersey says you can't take a, your dog for a walk after 8 p.m. at night. So that's a hell to the no for me. 
And you're welcome to arrest me for walking my dog. That's I'd, I'd still take my dog for a walk, and you can arrest me for that. Thanks. But that's topic, I guess, for another day. Um, here is what he had to say, though. I want to share these with the audience and get your take on it. One can already see the outline of the effect of the coronavirus exponentially increasing the red pilling of the general population in regard to corrupt and failed institutions, experts, pundits, authorities being wrong and or incompetent, normalizing more populist policy. Here's a partial list. Education. If we can get educated online for credit while at home, why go back to school and pay for room and board then at all? What exactly are we paying for? The worth of educational institutions will be undermined, giving that the trend, given the trend in that direction, even more momentum. Um, BS jobs. If you can do your job by working a few hours a day at home, why do you normally have to come into the office every day then? Working at home recaptures independence in the midst of uh, indentured uh, uh, servitude. Uh, let me stay with the family till my lord's digi- to till my lord's digital fields was his line there. Streamlining, even when it comes to non-BS jobs, normally normalizing working from home reorients life around what really matters, both in one's family life and in one's work life, forces one to have to be more intentional about both. Widespread realizations and wake-up calls await. What can be done remotely will be, and that trend will accelerate. People know deep down that much that we do now does not require office and travel, but both of these make us feel important, and we think we need to do both display status. But do people really need or even want them? No. Relationships is proof of concept for less status and travel in office work grows. You'll see focus on family and close friendships increase. Have to navigate family at home. Social distancing cuts down on the friend list you actually contact, so you have to be intentional about it all. Trade and economics. Without a single national argument winning a debate, it becomes clear to millions of Americans that globalism and outsourcing is a major problem. Despite decades of rhetoric, supply chains need to be here and would provide us with security as well as jobs. And then the inevitability of globalization crush. This is the last one, Aaron. One more. Okay. Millions will realize that we really do have a political choice when it comes to political borders and boundaries. We can build walls and we need them. That globalization was a choice. And also who is benefiting has become clear. Finally, China is a threat. It's not only that we begin to realize how much trade globalization is a choice with major negative side effects, but that it opens us up to enemies and empowers them. Virus is living harmful symbol for China and trade with China on many levels in a myriad of ways. What is your view of that big picture conversation? Well, I think in a lot of ways he's right. Uh, we're we're going to be different after this all settles down. Uh, right now, the family leader, and you see me skyping into your uh, uh, TV show right now, is we've closed down the offices. We have one person there handling incoming calls and traffic and mail and that type of things. But otherwise, everybody's working remotely. You know, will that change uh, when this thing settles down? There's going to be a lot of people asking a lot of questions, uh, and we're going to see what the, what the aftermath is. Uh, what we talked about last time, is this going to be you know, a, a pandemic of major proportions, meaning uh, people who got sick, people who died, or is this going to be something where the, the curve really did flatten, and we, and we can learn from that as well. So I think there's going to be a lot of learning on the other side of this right now. I think what it is, people are trying to do the best they can with the knowledge that they have to just get through it. But I do think he's right. There's going to be a lot of wisdom gained after all this is over with. So over the weekend, um, and I've brought this up and I'll continue to do so. 
I put all the per- I, I I'm pretty hygienic anyway. You know that. You, sure. You, sure. You, you you spend enough nights with me uh, in hotels around the country. You know I, hey, I take hold it. Hold on a minute. But then, yeah, yes, <laughs> in a separate, I, I in, a, in a purely yeah. platonic, now, business casual professional uh, context, of course. But um, you know we desensitized our house as a family. We took it as a family project sure. on Saturday. I'm not. I, I I the larger narrative here. I am troubled by. And, the, and I was when we talked last week. And the longer mm-hmm. this has gone, gone on, the more increasingly troubled by it I am. And the reason why, number one, more than anything else, is when, you're, when, you t- when your only answers are you hate the elderly, um, you're a virus truther. I, I, I know that works on a lot of other right-wingers. I, I just has... I'm impervious to it. I, I grew up with a guy who called me every name in the book. I've been on MSNBC 50 some odd times. I've been demagogued by the best and worst of them. That stuff just doesn't work on me. I need better answers. Okay. And, and now you're, now they're suggesting eight weeks of no, nothing more than 50 people. Um, I'm going to need some more details. If you want to uproot, because here's the thing, the stuff that we're getting rid of in most, in, in many cases, is the stuff that makes life worth living. We're, 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 we're not mere organisms. We are people. We have passions, purposes. We have roles to play, um, gifts to use. We're not just here for the marking of time. We're not drones, Autobots, um, working an eight-hour shift. We're not Nietzsche's cogs in the machine here. There's, there's, so my wedding's got to go. My prom has to go. The stuff that I made, that I built my entire, you know, an entire lifetime of memories, all that has to go. I worked four years to get this degree and now we're not going to have a commencement address, a commencement service. Okay. I'm fine if that's the case, but I'm going to need more than I, I, and, and the fact that Dr. Fauci is that, that's his name, right? He's like the new untouchable. Correct. So, you know, if you know me well enough about, I'm going to be touching him all the time then, because I just don't buy into no one's untouchable. So Dr. Fauci can go grab the microphone that 75 year old Donald Trump spits into and has been exposed to coronavirus with and, and can grab it and move it around and spit it in himself. But, but, and he can do that like every single day, but, but I got to, my kids can't, my daughter, my princess can't have her wedding day. I'm, I'm going to need more than just your blanket recommendation, Bob. Going to need more information. And I don't care what name you call me, it won't work on me. Because that tells me, what that tells me, and you're sitting there with do, do seven offsuit. You don't really have a strong hand. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to call your bluff on that. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, no, Steve, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Uh, but I think we all recognize, we recognized last week Friday when we talked about as well, this is exceptionally unprecedented. Uh, What's fact, exceptionally I, unprecedented, well, Bob? Well, well, let, let, let me try to explain it. Okay. Is that uh, Olivia, my niece, was born into 9/11? Well, 9/11, you know, we didn't cancel all the sporting tournaments. We didn't. We didn't. Can- matter of fact, we encouraged life. We to did. Go we on. did cancel it for a week. We right. did for a week. So, but, yeah. so now she, yeah, she's a senior in high school now, looking to graduate. Prom, graduation ceremonies, those type of things. We're trying to figure out what is is here, and so what we're trying to do is, is use the best of wisdom. And also put the folks on what what are the priorities right now. And I think what you're seeing with priorities right now, with people, you know, hopefully being cautious of saying my family's a priority right now. You know, whether it be my grandpa and grandma are a priority or my son Lucas is a priority, but those are real priorities. And if I have to give up some temporal stuff to make sure that we 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 flatten whatever this is, I'm okay to do it. On the other side of it, though, we're all going to look back and say, okay, what was, what is, who could we trust, who couldn't we trust? Right now, we're just operating off the best information that we have. 
right here in the state of Iowa, Steve, we've gone from a governor who 48 hours ago said schools should keep operating. There's no reason to stop schools to 48, 48 hours later saying they shouldn't go to school for four weeks. Did she give you a reason why? A, no. Well, from what her intel is and, and what we're saying is that we don't have that intel. And that's where you're saying, I'm yeah. going to need, some, I'm gonna I'm gonna need, need something more. more. I'm going to need more. And this is this is the thing with me. The last couple of years, I've become informationally radicalized. All right. I sat here for the for two years and tried to take Russian collusion in the Mueller probe seriously, often fighting my own audience who just wanted to dismiss it as partisan trash, Tr read every single court filing. You know, you and I were texting. I read them all. I was telling you sure. what was in them. We read I read them all. Right. We'd have these conversations after the show, uh, you know, and, and and only to find out at the end the whole damn thing was trash and a scam from the very beginning. All right. St. Brett Kavanaugh, a judge I don't even like prompted me to vote for my effeminate, worthless con Republican congressman, David Young, just as a backlash against the scam of trying to character assassinate a guy who's going to be a mediocre judge at best anyway, with an obvious lie. Michael, what was this face that's now in prison? Uh, Avenatti, household name on every scene. He came here to Iowa to speak for the Jefferson Jackson dinner before that had to be changed because those guys were racist, apparently. I mean... The stuff that I have held my audience back the last few years and said, hey, we've got to be objective and look at this critically. All right. Every last one of them, not one of them turned out to have a morsel of truth. The whole, every one of them was 100 percent a scam. So you got to forgive me. I'm going to need a little bit more. I'm going to need a little bit more than New Jersey just says you can't walk your dog after eight o'clock. I'm going to need a little more. A little more. No, I, I I totally get that. As a matter of fact, Steve, what we talked about, whether it was the Russia collusion or was Kavanaugh or Ukraine or anything else, is about where do you find the truth today? And so now what it has happened, this is no longer a distance Ukraine or a distance Russia collusion or a distance Kavanaugh. It has become very personalized. Matter of fact, there's some people who I know who would be to the right of you, conservative-wise, who are saying, I'm no longer going on planes, I'm no longer doing this because of the information that they have. So what we're going to have to do is I really believe on the other side of this right now, we need to be wise and cautious. I totally get that. As a matter of fact, I recommend that. That's why we close the offices at TFL. Work, work. If we can work remotely, we're going to work remotely. But on the other side of this, you bet we're going to have to take a look at this thing. The deal is uh, it, when it gets personalized and all of a sudden it's Darla's dad who's got it and we're going, now we've got a problem. Or it's your wife who has it. Now we have a problem. So everybody's got it personalized right now. We're being extra cautious. And you're right. I think for us as believers, what we talked about, be wise, operate with wisdom, uh, use extraordinary caution, but not be alarmed because of where our hope ultimately lies. But I think what we're really seeing here, Steve, we're seeing, can we trust the information that we're getting? And right now from Donald Trump, okay, all the way through to whoever else might be on the left, is saying, you got to take this serious. Trump just said the other day, not Fossey just said, Trump just said in an expert or in a moment in a press conference saying, I wouldn't get on a plane if I didn't have to right now. I mean, you talk about shutting things down. That's what's happening right now. So then when, when do you, when do we know it's clear? Who do we trust? I have no to, idea. That's, Yeah. That's, to me, the number one problem, okay? Italy is the hot zone right now, right? 
oldest population in Europe. Sure. Ber- Bernie Sanders healthcare plan with better food. And, and, and they've had about 75 different governments there in the last thousand years. Okay. Um, and, and, and one out of every five people smoke, and this is an RS, RSV or a respiratory uh, attacker. And if you do the math as of last night, and I don't know what the latest numbers are this morning, as of last night, 0.0000, that's four zeros, 6157 of its population has perished as a result of this. And the entire country is in lockdown. That doesn't make any sense. It, it doesn't make any sense. There, there, there have to be, there must be some, there have to be things they're not telling us. Or there's, this is a massive overreaction. I, I don't know how it's anything in between, but I'll give you the last word before we run out of time. Go ahead. Well, I've asked that, I've asked that very question. I've asked that question of people a lot smarter than me saying, I've been seeing charts of saying what you talked about last week, about 400,000, all the way up to a million deaths in America. And I said, wait a minute, in China, 80,000 people contracted it, and I believe there's like 32 or 3,600 deaths, and you're going to say now we're going to get close to a million? You know, what's happening in America that didn't happen in China where it originated from? And by the way, China's got a lot of people. They're a closed society. I get Mm -hmm. that. But they also have a lot of people. So, therefore, I think, Steve, once we're on the back end of this, we've never dealt with this before. We're actually trying to trust people that we should be trusting, uh, our leaders. But on the back end of this, there's going to be a lot of – 2020 vision of saying what worked, what didn't work, what was prudent, what wasn't prudent. But right now, I think everybody's operating on an extreme abundance of caution. All right, man. Always good to talk to you, my friend. All right. Be well. All right. Good. God bless. You bet. Same to you. All right, gentlemen. What do you think? And we'll have a lot more to say next hour, obviously, when we open the phone lines. You remember in in high school and college when you had to take uh, English classes and you, and you the, the most annoying part, at least for me anyway, was learning about all the logical fallacies in, in English. And maybe it was another class. Maybe it was philosophy, uh, if you were fortunate enough to take philosophy classes. But you remember the the really annoying part of of those classes when you had to learn about and name all the different types of of fallacies. I'm seeing this over and over and over again from, let's be really, really charitable here, say, well-meaning people saying, well, we just need to do what the smart people tell us to do. Or you can't say that. You think you know more than fill in the Blake who has his doctorates. That's called an appealing, uh, an appeal to authority, mm-hmm. fallacy, logical, mm-hmm. uh, logical fallacy. That is rampant. And that just occurred to me when you asked Bob, when do we know we're clear? Yeah. Who would we go to? Right. Well, we just need to go to the experts, the, the anonymous experts. The experts that didn't want who? to close the borders and this two is, months ago this to is, stop this in the first place. This is so instead of actually we're not allowed. We're not allowed to ask questions. We're not allowed to make the statements. Basically, that was your entire opening monologue for the first half hour of the show. We're not allowed to do that. We're not allowed because we don't have a doctorate. We're not immunologists. We're not pathologists. We're not allowed to do th- that. Is that is fallacious thinking, and it's going to be the death of us. It's the it's slavish thinking is yes. what it is ultimately. Yep. All right, we're going to open up the phone lines eight 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 nine hundred thirty three ninety three with our Monday Town Hall. When we come back here with hour two live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast next. And greetings, 
Back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace. 888-933-93 is the number. It is our Monday town hall. What is going on where you live, where coronavirus is concerned? What is your family? How are they responding to it? Uh, We want to hear from you. 888-933-93 is the number. That's 888-933-93. Steve at stevedace.com is how you can email the program. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. And don't forget, if you do listen to us via the podcast, if you wouldn't mind leaving us five-star reviews, if you like what we do here, uh, we would certainly appreciate that. And... Um, the more of you that do that, the more likely we get to continue to do that until the CDC shuts that down as well. Okay. Uh, so keep uh, giving us those five-star reviews. Uh, and if you don't like us, maybe just keep that knowledge to yourself. We're we have very sensitive self-esteems here and we wouldn't want to be offended. Thank you. We have witnessed in recent uh, weeks, you know, before we had this crisis, I guess we'll call it panic, pandemic, whichever you prefer. Uh, we saw real collusion. You know, we were we were told for years that there was a certain form of collusion that turned out to be a scam. And 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 but we got a chance to see what real collusion looks like when the Democratic Party and the media, but I repeat myself, uh colluded together to stop Bernie Sanders heading into Super Tuesday a couple of weeks back uh, and played a necromancer in resurrecting Joe Biden's sorry political carcass. That's another reminder. When we have the ability to stay together, we should do so. When you can do business with other people that are sharing and working toward and for your values rather than against them, take advantage of it. Now, we don't have those options plentiful in this culture, but when they're there, seize the day. And that's where Patreon Mobile comes in. It's the only mobile phone provider that donates a portion of your monthly bill to organizations fighting for the values you believe in, like the right to keep and bear arms, like life, religious liberty, separation of powers, individual autonomy, personal sovereignty, freedom of assembly, movement, you know, America, uh, the stuff that's being attacked right now. Starting, they've got plans starting as low as $25 and they come with unlimited talk, text, and the same reliable nationwide service you get from the big boys without those nasty hidden fees as well. If you want to learn more or make the switch, they make it as simple as they possibly can. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve to get free activation when you use the offer code Steve. Free activation when you use the offer code Steve at patriotmobile.com slash Steve or try their U.S.-based, mean see that as uh, people you can understand. Customer service line at 972-PATRIOT, 972-PATRIOT. So over the weekend, I put up a poll just to kind of get this conversation started. And a lot of people have, have voted in this. And we asked you, it just the, these are the final results. They closed just a couple of hours ago. I left it up for several days. Where do you believe we will be with the corona outbreak a week from now? And 36.2% of you said, who knows? That's, that would be the way I would vote. If I didn't vote in the poll, but that's how I would vote. Um, 29.6% of you said, right where we are now. 20.1% of you said, what's the big deal? And 14.1% of you said, abandon all ye hope. Todd, how would you have voted in this poll? Who knows? Who knows? Because this is way beyond the biology of this. This is about, you know, oh, we're human, in the psychosis territory. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, as I've been saying 
both on this show and on Twitter, much to people's chagrin, for quite some time. I can't possibly predict how this is going to go. Listen, if in the in the America, Steve, you and I grew up in, here's how I think this would have gone, and I don't understand why this hasn't gone this way now. It, it, assuming the data is correct, and this does only uh, uh, largely adversely affect the 65 and older crowd, we would have gone into a quarantine mm-hmm. for the 65 and older crowd and those who have various uh, health deficits. And the rest of us would be glad and honored on their behalf to do what it took to make sure that they get their groceries. Well, I, we never even discussed that. We went zero to 60 right to canceling all the sports events and all the things. We never did that. Yeah, I know. And we might have an election tomorrow. I can go vote in Ohio. I can go vote in Ohio, but I can't take my family to Applebee's. I can go vote in, 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 in Ohio, but I can't walk my dog in New Jersey after dark. It doesn't make any sense. What did I say day one? Hey, if this is worthy of a quarantine, I said, let's do it then. Did I not say that? That's the part of this. All of you that are buying into all of this keep missing. I would, I am totally fine with taking the more draconian measures. If it's as bad as you're claiming that it is. What I don't, what I'm not fine with is if I live on the Washington border to Canada and I, and I want to go see a movie, I am a criminal. But yet, I can watch from, the, from the back, my back porch Chinese air, airliners of Chinese na- nationalists fly into the airport up there in Vancouver. This stuff doesn't make any sense. And if you want me to cede over my authority as, and, and autonomy and sovereignty, I'm going to need more than just inconsistency, platitudes, and dire warnings from the same people that killed me over net neutrality and tax cuts and bird flu and everything else. I'm just, I'm going to need more. And the fact we're not being given more except more and more government just makes me more and more suspicious. Well, do you, I have not heard anybody, anybody, if if this thing is moving along, as everybody keeps throwing out this clever uh, matchstick meme where, it, they have this line of matchsticks and they light it on fire and it just keeps going and then one matchstick steps out and it's that important. That's why social distancing is that important. If you believe that and you are looking around yourself tomorrow and these elections go on, you, you better start asking some very, very serious questions. And I don't know anybody who has a good answer to why we did not lock down simply the populations that needed this most because that would directly address the issue without shutting down an entire economy mm-hmm. and by the way you can't take care of everybody in a pandemic long term if and this is there's the one saying this is going to go on that's why we need to flatten the curve this is months we're talking beyond weeks how, how do you do that in an economy that sucks when, this when has 30, not been a grown-up level of taking care of a problem when th- you you here's how you should properly overreact in my view when you when we have 50 deaths and 30 of them are like from one nursing home why wasn't every nursing home in america given immediate shutdown protocols because if it's this bad who are where's where where's the primary petri dish for this thing to grow from these these actual nursing homes from the workers and the people that are helping them right yeah so why why didn't we do that do you know why we didn't do that? I don't. I don't know. No. That's, I'm well, asking questions because we, I don't know the answer, Steve, and no one's giving me answers other than demagoguery. We also haven't been. It. It is an. 
it is a blessing, and we keep a acting like it is the curse, that the majority of the population can easily get this thing and does not get sick from it. That has been amazing. If this thing was random and picking off everybody from... It doesn't mean I hate old people. My dad just died. But we have the ability to go on carry on and take care of the people that need being taken care of yet when when, when you have people look there's a 45 year old who got this which was bound to happen people seem to be cheering that look 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 everybody can get it they're not reporting if they have any health uh underlying health problems so yeah in the hospital the people in the, it might be out of whack at any uh, uh period of time the age groups that have it you have got to report what their health status is so people can understand and if you're not doing that it begs the question do you not want us to understand because i, I can't stress enough the data continues to show uh that the the longer this goes on the death rate is going down in america and it's only going to continue to happen as long as the data is correct that it's the 65 and older crowd that is largely the ones affected by this, which is what I've been saying from the beginning. So as I said before, uh, regarding Steve as well, I can't echo it enough. Stop with your ridiculous hate tweeting and shaming and virtue signaling. I was at the mall all day Saturday. It was packed with people. And you go on Twitter and it, all kinds of conservatives sitting there launching bombs as if you simply want to bring upon the Black Plague to everybody. I'm remembering who you are. I, tr I promise I'm remembering who you are because all you really cared about is having your little corner of the earth where you feel special about yourself and not what is really going on. So, Aaron, you live you live every day with yeah. a nurse at like a hospital, mm -hmm. right? Not some like outpatient clinic yeah. or doctor or pediatric doctor's office, but at, 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 at like a ba basically a triage center. OK, yes. I mean, what is she saying? What is she being told? The main worry i would say right now like so I, I told you last week the only thing that the only precaution so far about this that her hospital has put into place and she's at work again today we'll we'll see what if anything changes today is that they are enforcing some more strict more strict visitor policies uh that's about the only thing the, the thing that she's most concerned about i believe right now is the panic because because if we didn't have this special name, COVID-19, Wuhan coronavirus, coronavirus for this, for this disease, and we didn't have this mass panic, anybody who has a little cough, who has a little fever, anybody who has those types of symptoms probably weren't going to go to the emergency room. Now that there's this vast panic, basically anybody with a cough if they're uh, the, the average person with a cough, even if they're uh, healthy, they're going to go to the emergency room. And what's going to happen there? They're required to triage them. And that's the thing that's really going to bog down the system. And this is where my opinion comes in. That's where this entire thing, serious as it may be, this, that's where this entire thing is driven by the media. Because if we didn't have this panic, if we didn't have this special name for this, this virus, if we didn't have this panic, there probably wouldn't be the amount and there probably wouldn't be this concern about this spike in cases and this concern about flattening out the curve. Because if you are panicked about a disease and you're being told that people are dying and you're being told that the death rate is 10 times greater than the seasonal flu, guess what you're not going to be do doing? 
if you're not told all of that stuff. If you have chills and you have a fever, most of the time you're going to let that pass unless it becomes, it starts to get serious. Instead of going, if you're a healthy person, that's probably, even if you do have symptoms, which we're not even talking about, which Todd brought up, you're pro- if you, it's a good chance that you may be asymptomatic. Even if you do have symptoms, most of the time you're going to consider that what? A cold, which most people get. So that's the main concern. That's the main concern. And I'm not going to, we can talk, we have all the time to talk about the motivations, but if, if it weren't for the panic, it's just this echo chamber. It's just this, this, this reverberance here that just gets worse and worse and worse because without the panic, people are more panicked and more panicked and more panicked because of the panic. And it's just, there's no slowing it. Sounds like the system is panicking a lot more than the people are. Yeah. Actually, if we had not lived through everything we've lived through the last few years, I don't believe I, I would be as aggressively pushing back on this as I am right now, but, but I have been informationally radicalized. And I, I keep pointing that out because I think the, you guys in the audience know what all of our biases are. Okay. And, and my bias now is assume you're being lied to. Doesn't mean we are being lied to, but it's the bias that I am coming from. We can't hide our biases. We all ha- we all have them. And I have been scarred by the last few years because every attempt I made to be responsible and handling whatever the new crisis was, it turned out it was a farce and a fraud. And many of the exact same forces and people pushing this current pandemic crisis were pushing all the other ones as well. Okay. And, and so I'm going to need a little bit more. I'm, I'm going to need a little bit more. And I keep forgetting his name, even though he's omnipresent. Fauci. Okay. I'm going to need a little bit more from beloved Dr. Fauci. than he can step to the mic and breathe everybody else's germs that everybody else has been hacking into and grab it with his hands and then rub his face and then do that on every TV channel in America, by the way, he can do it on every TV channel in America. And they know but, but, Trump has yeah, literally yes. shaken hands with somebody yes. who did have it. But but you can't you can't have your kid's wedding or or their college commencement that you went into debt to pay for. Okay, you can't I'm gonna need more. I'm gonna need more. Yeah. And the more yeah. this guy gets anointed as unassailable, I, again, dude. I, I just got done celebrating the 500th anniversary of the Protestant Reformation. I don't believe any human beings infallible. The more you come to me and tell me that this guy is unassailable, the more I am going to push back on that. That's just the way that I'm wired. Brian, the, thank you for the call. Yeah, God bless you, brother. Yeah. And the, the very same CDC that's telling us no meetings of more than 50 people for the next eight weeks. You know, I went on and there's there's been comparisons to this. So I just went and looked for myself. Uh, comparisons between H1N1 and this one. Now, before I say that, if I if I can have just 90 seconds to make this case, which set of data do you think is probably more reliable? A set of data that's still in development, that's changing by the hour, or a set of data that's about 10 years old? The one that's determined is obviously more The one that's determined, where the fog of war has been lifted. Between between April 10th, I believe, of 2009 and April uh, 12th of 2010, the CDC, this is the same CDC that's telling us no more gatherings for the next eight eight weeks of more than 50 people, the same CDC said 60.8 million Americans, 60 point, and this is from their same website, 60.8 Americans contracted H1N1 during that one year period. That amounts to about, uh, I looked it up the other day, that's, uh, let's see, 12,000 people died the other day as well, or the, that, during that same time frame as well. Mm-hmm. That works out to about uh, 166,000 cases per day. 
751 hospitalizations per day from that same um, from that same uh, data that I just mentioned, and it have particularly affected people who are younger, not this 65 year or older case that we uh, that we see with COVID 19. We didn't shut shutdowns. What what sense does that make? We're shutting down schools across the country now for for a, a virus that doesn't even affect that age group. But we didn't ten years ago. How many of those kids are going to go see their grandparents carrying that virus? Do you think? Yeah, it it it, it doesn't make any sense. It it doesn't make any sense, and I'm not sorry for pointing it out. Okay, that it, I, the people that are asking us to uproot our lives. It's a damn basketball tournament. I, it, I don't care. It, the, the stuff that we're now get ta- getting into, how we feed our families, the, the things we experience with our families that are the, you know, we don't take videos, folks, of, uh, you know, and, and look back. We don't have mountains of videos looking back on that time we sanitized the house together. We got mountains of videos of what? Graduations, weddings, births. And now they're telling us, uh, put all that on hold and just trust us. Now I'm, I'm, I'm going to need more. I don't trust you. I don't. And I'm not sorry for saying so. And I apologize to no one for saying it, nor should I have to. It's a government of the people, by the people, for the people. We're the damn bosses around here. So you tell me and explain. I want, I need it. And, and here's the thing. Our media doesn't ask any of the right questions either. They're terrible at this. So we got to start asking some questions and we got to do it ourselves. Why is it that from my back porch in upstate Washington state, I can watch a full plane load of Chinese nationals fly into the Vancouver airport, but I can't take my family to Applebee's. Why? Why is it that we can all get, all get jump on the, in, in the interstates and the cars and go touch and rub stuff and breathe on each other to go vote tomorrow, but I can't walk my dog after eight o'clock in New Jersey. Why? Why? Does that make any sense to you? It does not. It doesn't. You know why it doesn't make any sense? Because it doesn't make sense. Because it doesn't make any sense. That's why. Like if Todd said to me, you know what? Talked it over with my family. And since you and I sit close together, would you mind if I Skyped in? You know what I would say? Sure. I'm totally fine. You think I sanitized my house for six hours on Saturday because I'm not concerned about any exposure or risk? This is separate, okay? The exposure or risk is a separate issue to me than the public policy. And the, and the larger narrative, you need to answer more questions then. My mom has a fascinating theory on this. Well, Steve, who cares what your mom thinks? Well, you know, uh, my mom is a, spent 20 years as a healthcare professional. About 10 to, 10 to 15 of it actually on the front lines. She worked HIV cases, ERs, in hospitals, triage. Even neighborhood, she even helped run the neighborhood med station clinics. And then, then as she said, when she got older and got tired, in her words, of sticking little kids with needles at the med center, she went to work for insurance companies, you know, helping consult on hospital stays and, 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 and um, you know, managing cases and, and coverages and things of that nature. So she's, she's done it on the widget end. She's done it on the processing end, the, the number crunching end. And then she's done, done it on a first person level. And she also hate watches like every cable news channel. She hates them all, but she's retired, disabled. And like most, a lot of people that age watches a lot of those channels just, and she just hates watch all of them. Okay. And 
when I called to check on her yesterday, all right, so my mom also had a cyst on her neck more than a decade ago. That, that's why she's disabled. The operation went poorly. They had to remove the cyst because, it, because of the biopsy. So they had to take the risk. Anytime you have a spinal cervical surgery of that level, it can be risky. But they had to take it because of, of the tumor that was on her neck. When they removed it, though, it did cause some spinal damage, and that's why she's disabled. And since having that surgery more than, more than wow, 15 years ago, she had it. Um, her immune system is, is a nothing burger. I mean, she like doesn't have one. She's like one step from boy in the plastic bubble stuff. She, she, the amount of antibiotics that she takes as part of her daily regimen to have an immune system, to have a life, to be able to see her grandkids and things of that nature. I mean, horses are taking less tranquilizers than my mom and she's a little bitty thing. Okay. She also has a past long history as a smoker at the same time. And so I want, I was, I was interested to get her perspective on this. Because she's, my mom gets hospitalized at least once every winter with some flu bug. Every time. H1N1. She was one of the Americans that got hospitalized for that. She's had them all. And, and she said to me yesterday, she said, without bringing up my own thoughts on, I don't trust the Chinese. Because here's my own thoughts. I, I think the Chinese don't let you know about this until they're on top of it, in my view. They're in the middle of a, of a trade war with Trump. They're in the middle of an uprising in their financial sector, their chief one in Hong Kong. The last thing they need in, in October, November, December of last year is to let the world know, hey man, we're going to shut everything down here. It would, it would crush them on the, on, the, on, on, on the global financial markets. So you know why you found out about this in, in, in January from China? Because that's about when they got on top of it. They weren't going to let you know about it when they, were, when they were on the wrong side of the bell curve on this one. Well, that's what I was thinking all along. And then my mom said this to me yesterday, independent of that thought. She was the way diseases work. This thing's been here all along. It's been here and with travel and everything else. It's already been here for months. And she goes, you know, this last hospitalization I had, I mean, I've had every RSV, honey. She said, I've had every RSV you could imagine the last few years. I'd never had anything like this one. I mean, I never had anything like it. Um, I never struggled more to breathe in my life. Had to have a respirator brought home. Some of this, I mean, she lives in Michigan, so I'm not around her all the time with the details, okay? And she goes, I've had, every, I've had H1N1, all of them. Nothing as bad as this. And, all the, and then what persisted after my breathing returned to normal? Weeks of a dry cough, weeks of it. Well, what are the symptoms we're seeing that we're being told and shared of COVID-19? Exactly like what she described. And so her personal theory as a former, as, a, as someone that has now been a ward of our medical system for well over a decade, and then before that, served in it for well over a decade. Her view is, this thing has been here for months already. And probably that's, she got it. Given the symptoms that she had, which were atypical of all the other bugs and scares and everything else that she has had that she was hospitalized with. That's why I'm pushing back on so much of this misinformation because I, I also believe when they finally get to the mass testing, we're going to find a lot of people have this and had it for a while. And then people are going to like freak out. And so when even Fox news is saying 2200 cases and 50 dead, it's a pandemic. It's not about how many people died compared to 
um, contracted it, but to the population as a whole. What was the number this morning that you had in your montage? 3,700 people worldwide? Yeah. Uh, no, in the United States. In, in the United States, okay. There's 336, 336 million people. And 3,700 people have contracted it so far, right? Yep. And of those, how many deaths? 69. 69. Those, my heart breaks for all 69 of those families. Like they would when you read about a car accident or anything else. But if we're going to uproot our entire way of life and get rid of many of the things that make life worth living, your job is not what makes life worth living. The stuff you work to spend that money on is what does. And we're going to say we're going to get rid of all those things. And then you can't tell me for how long. Either in my view, either this is there's this is there's something serious about this they haven't told us, or this is a propaganda-driven panic. I, I don't know what the in-between is. Some of it could be the effectiveness the the ineffectiveness of government, but that would tie into the propaganda-driven panic. And then look how look how you know Washington responds with a massive um, you know another one of these massive spending bills full of grift and graft. College town in Illinois, Champaign-Urbana decides, well, we got to stop guns. What, what does that have to, the hell does that have to do with any of this? Do you know? I do not. There's only one reason you'd want to get rid of guns at a time you're taking people's freedom and liberty away. I think we all know what that reason would be. So now we're into political grifting. Let me just take advantage of this for my own benefit. All of us should be asking questions about this, in my view. We can, we, can each, we can all have different opinions, but we should all be asking these kinds of questions. I'm concerned that we're not. Meanwhile, as we speak right now, they're still processing asylum requests at the southern border. Drug dealers and drug cartels are still operating with impunity on your southern border. Human traffickers are still operating with impunity on your southern border. Think the human pe- the humans they're trafficking may may have vulnerable immune systems in some cases, do you think? Likely. Likely. But but you, the American people, you give up your autonomy, your sovereignty, while the borders remain open. Hell to the no. Not on this show. Anyway, hell to the no. Hey, losing your hair sucks, but you know what doesn't? Keeping your hair without ever leaving your couch. If you're losing your hair, you got to know Keeps because they offer the generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products. That's the real deal, and the generic versions will save you a fortune. 
It's simple. Here's how it works. Just answer a few online questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and a doctor will review everything and recommend the right FDA-approved hair loss treatment for you, and then it's shipped discreetly to your door. So you're probably wondering, does it work? Well, it works so well that about two-thirds of the people who use this product even experience hair regrowth. So let's do something about your situation. Go to keeps.com slash grow. That's keeps.com slash grow to get your first order of Keeps hair loss treatment for 50% off, half off your first order at keeps.com slash grow. All right, enough for me. I got to be quiet. It's time to let the people talk. All right, I apologize. 888-900-3393 is the number. 888-900-3393. Let's go to another state that's in a panic-driven lockdown. That's the state of Ohio. You can still vote, though. Okay, you can still vote. Can't do anything else, but you can still you can still serve the the politicians that you that that are, rule over you. You can still serve them, but you can't do anything else in Ohio. That's where Stephen is standing by. Stephen, welcome uh, to the Blaze. How are you, sir? Uh, I've been in uh, pretty much self quarantined for a year anyway, so I'm re- doing pretty good. Well, what is your thought on everything you're seeing, Stephen? What do you think? <sighs> Power control. Uh, fear, fear drives the, me- the media that drives their clicks, that drives their views, power control, deep state. Definitely. You got people that have been there for, you know, a lifetime. They just want it. They, they want it. They have it. They want more. Just like, you know, some people say money is the root of all evil. No, well, with power, you can get, you can take money. You can take everything. That's the thing. You know, they're in lockdown up there. I'm, you know, we were able to pawn the kid off, our child off on our, uh, our Nana for a week, but it's going to be another very long, like, summer break here on this, you know, spring break time. Mm-hmm. You know, on the education problem, education is already not good. <laughs> right. I'm listening to some of the stuff they're learning, and I'm like, you're in third grade and you guys are still doing basic addition. Uh, yeah, I think the school problems a lot worse. You don't even know what a multiplication table is. Did we lose? We lost Steve. Sounds uh, like we uh, cell. lost. Sorry Steve, about yeah. that, Steve. God bless you, man. Thanks for the phone call. I, I mean, I know there's going to be people listening to Steven and saying, well, that just sounds like paranoia. Isn't that what we're being fed right now? So so which which paranoia, tell me, which paranoia fiction narrative am I supposed to choose? Which one? See, they've done studies with groups of preschool age kids and taken, you put 10 of them together and how they react and a hierarchy forms and there's inevitably there's a bully and the kids who gets bullied and then they keep some of that group. And then they take about half of them away, and then they bring in other kids, and it reorients itself. And somebody, now the bully is the one who gets bullied, Mm -hmm. depending on how things go. Now, is that more or less likely to happen in more crazy, inexplainable ways the further we get east of Eden? Clearly more. We are a society right now that has just wandered right past... The transgenderism gate as if, yeah, well, this is just in the name of science. Many of the same experts that are telling us to end our livelihoods right now have been pushing um, 
gender dysphoria yes. on us as, 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 as the new wave. Yes. That's the kind of stuff we need to be thinking about now, about why we are reacting this way to this, as opposed to what Aaron has brought up with H1N1. That you, you cannot ignore the fact that we believe in utter nonsense in so many other parts of our life. You think that might have something to do with who's grasping for what and how we are interacting with one another and how we are manipulating one another? Of course it does. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Why didn't we, when they had 30 deaths in one Washington nursing home, why didn't we lock down the nursing homes right away? How come the solutions aren't right now? The I, I saw a report today from a governor that, the, that, that in the meeting that the president had with America's governors, he told them, hey, we're trying to get you ventilators and respirators, but you got to go out there and try to find some on your own. So they, they can't get us ventilators and respirators for the sick. But but Mitt Romney can propose, uh, you know, Andrew Yang's universal basic income. We can we can we can provide, uh, you, you know, the, the House can have bipartisan support for just another corporatist special interest group garbage spending bill. In World War II, we turned the factories around yeah, from making cars to tanks. The women went to work. We looked at each other and said, we can get that. Now we're just like, that's, shut see, it all down. That's the part that doesn't make any exactly. sense to me. We're, we're being draconian in the places where there doesn't seem to be vulnerability. And from day one, when I ask questions like, so I can go to a college basketball game. I can't go to a college basketball game, but I can go to every mall. Did that make any sense? Last Wednesday, did that make sense? Last Thursday. No, and no. it didn't on Saturday, which is why people nope. kept going out to the mall. Doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. All right. So I'm, you know, we're concerned about the elderly. So we're not, so we didn't lock down the nursing homes right away and let's send all the kids home so that they can then expose their grandparents. That make any sense to you? Doesn't make any sense. The Southern border is open as we speak right now. What's coming across it? Same thing as coming across it every day for the last 25 years. That make any sense to you? But if you're, but Americans are dealing with, uh, you know, uh, will there be a curfew or not? It doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any sense. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's parts of this I don't understand. Okay. Let's go to Craig, who's in another state that's locked down, Washington state. Craig, welcome to the blaze. What say you, sir? Well, you know, I've been listening to your program this morning and listening to a lot of the topic and I work in critical care, so I'm kind of Good. on the front lines of, Good. The, you know, and uh, I guess initially my thought was most of our responses are late. I'm thinking we should have locked this down uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You said really because because of this virus, you know, a lot of people are making comparisons between this and H1N1, which is your you know in your influenza family. Humans have been dealing with influenza for centuries. A lot of people have natural immunity. H1N1, most of your older adults did not, you know, see the effects that your younger population did because they were infected with a similar virus in the 50s and I believe again in the 60s. So we prepared for that. We were doing treatments called ECMO. I mean, people can Google search that. And most of our patients were... In the 40s, we had probably about 53% survival rate. And at the time when I was working with the patients, I thought, boy, this is horrid. We're, you know, we're missing something. 
uh, in retrospect, our survival rate at the facility I work, we had a better survival rate than the national average. Um, coronaviruses, as most people are aware, we, you don't go down to your local Walgreens and get seasonal cold vaccines. I don't know why. If there's not the monetary impetus to to develop vaccines for the cold because your mortality rate of the cold is not that high. Mm-hmm. But also in the coronavirus family, we have, you know, the SARS, MERS, and I believe what everybody's calling COVID-19 now is, I think technically they're going to be calling that SARS-2 when you look it up. And there's probably around eight or nine coronaviruses that are, humans are regularly affected by. Um what we on the front lines are looking at, and we're just, you know, every day we go to work, I was working yesterday, it kind of feels like the calm before the storm where I'm at currently. And we're concerned that we're going to start getting inundated to the point where we're running out of our own masks. Right. Matt, you know, we've shut down visitation in the hospitals. You had made a couple comment about nursing homes. They've been shut down here in Washington for not too long after the Kirkland event, mm-hmm. as far as shut down, I mean, visitation is totally locked down. Um, in the hospitals, we've locked down visitation where, and I, I think part of the reason why we were delayed in that is a lot of times they're worried about what the public perception is going to be of the hospital. And hospitals, just like every other business, are worried about perception because Hospital A is kind of competing for traffic with Hospital B. And nobody wants to be the first one to drop the hammer on a lot of these policies. I think, and what we're really, you know, as a healthcare provider, we understand right now we have no way of stopping this. The only thing we can do is control the spread. If we control the spread of right, it, right. this segment of the population that's going to need our care is not going to be all banging on our doors in the same week period. Craig, can I go back to, can I ask you about something you, you, you brought up a second ago? Do you mind if I ask you a question? You, you, you said it feels like the calm before the storm. What can you give us the symptoms because I heard calm before the storm. I listened to the one of the leading epidemiologists for an hour and a half. It was on Joe Rogan's show a week ago. I listened to that. He used that phrase. That phrase was used five or six days ago. It was used over the weekend. What, what, what does that mean? Because I've been hearing that for a week. What, what does calm before the storm mean? Like like when I, when a thunderstorm is going to happen, all right? The cloud, there's cloud cover. It gets really still. You may hear a little bit of thunder, you know, erratic over, you know, but, 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 but you know, but it's clear when you look outside, the storm is coming, right? When you look outside, tell me what you see that makes this, makes you feel like this, that there's a storm coming. Well, I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm basing my answer totally on what it feels like to be a critical care nurse in the hospital. Mm-hmm. We we're starting to see a little bit of our census drop census, meaning people in beds. Not sure exactly why. I think some people are starting to look at and this is the way I felt my whole life. You know, having a family and kids. I don't take my kids to the hospital ever if I don't have to. You know, to visit. Oh, let's go see dad's workplace. No, we'll watch a show or something. But back to the calm before the storm is 
We, where I'm at, we maintain a fairly high census, probably 80% capacity most of the time. We're seeing the capacity of just general things that might be related to uh, planned surgeries. You know, you, you have to look at how we talk about things and how the public talks about things. Mm-hmm. When I say planned surgery, say you have carotid artery stenosis and you have a planned surgery next week. It's not something that has to be done emergently, but overall you're going to need this dealt with. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to see these normal patients. We're, we're not seeing as many of them. We'll get your normal sepsis, your cardiac surgeries, your, you know, we are still getting those, but, you know, over the last few days, we've had bed openings and we were expecting, it's like pretty soon we're going to be getting inundated with patients to the point where we're at 102% capacity. We're having to overflow patients who really need critical care, but they're the least sick. So we're going to migrate them to a step down unit. So the assumption you know, is because, because the system is saying no to some of those other cases you mentioned, the assumption is... I'm not sure, you know, I, I can't say that the system is saying no, or sometimes the patients may be making decisions on okay. their own. It's like, well, I don't need this right now. Which, by you the know, way, I is can't. great. That that's We're trying to level off the curve, right? Th- th- those are great to, for people to be making those decisions, yeah. right? Okay. And, and when, we, when we talk about leveling off the curve, th- this is kind of outside of that. We're starting, we're waiting for the time because really we're looking, you know, our numbers are going to, be different than Chinese numbers. We're waiting for the day when we get the ones that have to be well hospitalized versus, you know, they they just need management in the hospital. Craig, I'm, I'm almost out of time, but I, I, pardon my other interruption, but I, I want to ask you this before I run out of time. Would it, can you give me 30 seconds on my mom, a retired nurse, what I mentioned earlier, her theory, as someone that is has a very weak immune system and is in the hospital every year for whatever the bug of the year is. She's in it every year. And she said this was the worst yeah. respiratory bug she's ever had. And her theory is that this thing's actually been here for months already. And it, she thinks she had I don't it. know if I'd say months, but I think it probably has been here. I mean, just w- if you look at the science of it, the cases we're seeing in Western Washington, we can't connect the dots to, oh, you were hanging out with... Yeah, who's patient zero, know, right. Bill, yeah. who right. does business in China, and he was doing business in Wuhan. We can't. But I mean, from some of the people that I know in the infectious disease world, they're saying the testing so far shows it's the same exact genetics of of the coronavirus is exactly the same. So, you know, next year we would expect to see the coronavirus have already mutated, Mm -hmm. just like H1N1 that we had in, what, 2008, 2009. We can tell it's in the same family of the virus from the 50s or the 60s. Okay. The interesting thing about Corona is it seems to mutate so quickly that sometime in the next year or two, we're going to see variations in what it is. And really, the biggest census, why, consensus among most of the health care workers I'm around is we need to find a way to stop transmission. We don't really feel we can stop it now, but if we can stop the transmission of it within communities, your community hospitals are not going to be so inundated that they become virtually okay. non-functional. Craig, great stuff. And I got to go. I'm, I'm, I'm close. I'm out of time. But um, I really, really appreciated your perspective. And if no one else has told you this yet today, brother, 
thank you for what you're doing for sure. uh, and the service that you're providing and uh, for other people and using your gifts to love your neighbors. You love yourself. All right. God bless you, man. Appreciate it. All right. Quick reality check before we get out of here. Um, because one of the concerns that they have with this, um, we don't have the smoking rate that they have in China, but we have a much larger obesity rate and obesity can drive down your immune system. So if you fell off the wagon with your new year's resolution, get back on with our friends over at Riduzone. It's the only FDA accepted product that includes OEA. That's the naturally occurring molecule that helps you to feel full faster burn stored fat while reducing your calorie intake as well. Dieting alone is very difficult. Exercise, working out is great, has broader health implications as well, but it's also impossible to out-train a bad diet. So get your portion sizes, those cravings, get those things under control with our friends at Riduzone. And if you go to their website right now, riduzone.com, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E, use the promo code Steve, you'll get up to 65% off plus free shipping at riduzone.com, promo code Steve, up to 65% off and free shipping. That's going to do it for today's program. Back at it, we hope again tomorrow. Uh, we will stick around and do the overtime for everybody else here on Blaze TV. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.